And we are live again. Wrestle Purist live, hosted by myself and Joe Hulbert here on a Friday afternoon. And uh, it's been a very busy week, man. And especially, it's been a busy day today. Busy, busy morning, you know, busy morning, really. So, uh, morning for those in the US. Late, it's going into the evening now in the UK. But anyway. Very busy nonetheless, got a lot to get into and we're going to get into as much of it as we can. But first things first, please like, subscribe, send any super chats, any questions, any takes, any opinions, anything like that. We'll get into them as soon as we can. And uh, turn on the post notifications. Hope everyone's doing good. Sorry, my fellow co-host, Joe Hall, but what's going on? Nothing much, mate. I've been uh, a lot less busy than you. You have to actually track all this stuff. It's been, seems to be very eventful on your side. But uh, I will say that our post-show... Well, it went a little long last night. I think it's fair to say after after the flagship. So I'm feeling that a little bit, but otherwise I'm I'm okay, mate. Yeah, uh, we did. Uh, we got kind of got carried away, didn't we? We did. Actually, when three of us live here in England, where it's like yeah. silly times, whilst Ayo was just kind of chilling, enjoying his evening, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> the difference was we were having fun and we were talking graps, and then I looked at the time; and it was like four forty, and I was like, oh. Good God, this is a choice we've made here, you know, but you get what you it happens get. When it happens. Uh, people are already pointing out that we're, we're quite late today, and it's because, like Joe said, there's there's a lot to try and piece together today, and I'm still kind of in the process of doing it whilst we're live, so um, please bear with me, and appreciate those of you who have waited. <laughs> but, but yeah, let's... Um, Let's let's dive straight into it, and obviously, there's been a lot of news over the past 24 hours in regards to just simply the Vince McMahon lawsuit that came out last Thursday. Um, but especially the past 12 hours or so, I was saying to Joe whilst he was off the air, it's like everything that came out yesterday with John Laurinaitis, etc. Um, and that today, wake up to the news that a report from Wall Street Journal. Jesus Christ, apologies people. A report from the Wall Street Journal states that federal prosecutors investigate Vince McMahon sex trafficking allegations. Uh, authorities have been interviewing women who accuse longtime WWE boss of sexual misconduct. So quite the huge story to start us off. Um, but yeah, according to according to the report by Wall Street Journal, federal authorities have been investigating sexual assault and sex trafficking allegations against WWE co-founder Vince McMahon, according to people familiar with the investigation. Prosecutors in New York in recent months have been in contact with women who have accused McMahon of sexual misconduct, the people said. The billionaire resigned last week from the wrestling empire he long ran after former WWE employee Janelle Grant filed a lawsuit accusing him of sexual, sexually abusing her and trafficking her to other men inside WWE. McMahon um, denied Grant's allegations and said the federal probe won't find any wrongdoing. Uh, he referred to a statement from last week saying, I intend to vigorously defend myself against these baseless accusations and, for, and look forward to clearing my name. WWE didn't respond to requests about the probe or the individual women's allegations. Um, so, yeah. Many people will probably remember that over the summer, um, mm-hmm. federal agents executed a search warrant for McMahon's phone, um, and uh, yeah, it's they're looking into some pretty, you know, pretty pretty disturbing stuff. Of course, I'm sure pretty much everybody's aware at this point of at least some of it from the lawsuit from last Thursday, uh, rapes, sex trafficking. 
kids, sexual assault, um, harassment, and all these other kind of things that he's been accused of over the past. When did the, the Wall Street Journals first started reporting? Like 2021, 2022? 2020, uh, of course, he's been long accused yeah. of some pretty horrific sure, things, yeah. you know, but um, in terms of the getting to the point where we are now, you know, this is uh, kind of where we're at. But yeah, Joe, it's, uh, of course, it's very serious, a civil lawsuit, you know, but now, yeah. of course, you're going to kind of a federal level federal investigation and we'll see kind of what comes of this but of course it's uh it's definitely a step up in the severity of what's going on you know if you're you know in the Vince McMahon camp yeah certainly it's um you know we've kind of we spoke last night about how it's hard to kind of look at this and not expect it's going to get it's going to escalate and continue to become bigger and bigger but I think this information this morning kind of confirmed that right in terms of this this thing is just getting started so um yeah pretty pretty substantial development and also as you said you know we remember the stories from last summer and it kind of those being pieced together now so yeah we're we're just getting started with this one it seems yeah there's um there's a lot to get into of course like uh, there's been quite a lot of coverage outside of uh, the wall street journal as well like there's been some um some updates of some internal reaction in wwe to to the lawsuit and stuff like that in the newsletter. Uh, Fight for Selection on WhatsApp did a uh, pretty extensive report of it literally just before we came live. So um, there's a lot to get into regarding all of this. So, yeah, like I said, uh, well, give me one moment whilst I read through okay. this to get it right. Uh, granting at least four. Yeah, granting at least. Yeah, granting at least four of the women named in the grand jury subpoena had entered into settlement agreements with McMahon over allegations of sexual misconduct. Prosecutors have interviewed some of the women, the people said, which of course isn't, um, you know, when they're conducting interviews, I'm sure there's more than one or two people who have some pretty damaging things to say about Vince McMahon, to be honest, especially um, as far as this, uh, as far as all this goes. So, um, yeah, there's still. It seems like they're doing a lot more digging. You know, mm-hmm. we yeah. knew from the, we knew from the summer that it could potentially get to this level. You know, because uh, you know when things like this come out, you, you always get kind of the one or two people in the corner who are somewhat dismissive of it. You know, so when it goes from civil to federal, you know, it's um, it's a very different matter in that case. Although both are of course very serious. Right. Fought for selects. Um, fought for select. Sean Rossap did a free story on their Patreon, and I would definitely recommend people checking it out. And, of course, we're going to go into it right now. Uh, It literally starts off with saying the Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis situations are not going away anytime soon. In addition to lawsuits, federal investigations were revealed for the former WWE owner and his long-time crony Laurinaitis. Fight for Select was told earlier this week by long-time employees that they personally expected McMahon to be eventually charged because, quote, if the feds raided Vince's phone and got his phone, they'll almost surely find something. Fightful has spoken with a number of people within the industry, at least one of which claims they know more people involved. They've been contacted by reporters, attorneys and the like already and have indicated that if the additional names involved aren't identified, they'll do it themselves. Um, that's that quite was, yeah, the, I didn't understand quite, that wrinkle of it. You know, you know, the thing about doing it themselves, that was kind of jarring to me. But um but yeah, that was that was the only that stood out when I read it. But 
Yeah, that's um again you mentioned the fightful story was a pretty substantial one. It, it was, right? It was there was quite quite a bit of detail yeah, in there. Still, so. Yeah, we still got some more to go from. Go for it. You know. Um yeah, I'll go I'll go through the rest of it and we'll we'll come back to that part of it and we'll go into a little bit more of it. Um Fightful has spoken with multiple mainstream outlets that are looking to navigate the wrestling landscape and collect information, and we've provided some of that to them upon request. A long-time employee of WWE said that they don't even believe that this lawsuit is the worst of it, quote, pointing to higher settlements. Fightful can confirm that other potential victims have been identified and contacted by attorneys and media outlets to see if they want to take action. Laurinaitis himself has turned on Vincent Mann in what one person who referred to themselves as a long-time former friend of Laurinaitis called, quote, rats jumping off of the sinking ship, end quote. Laurinaitis' attorney has reached out to several people in the industry in what many believe is his team trying to find allies or find out who was talking to who to help gauge his best options moving forward. There's still speculation over the source of the original Wall Street Journal leaks with some thinking it could have been Grant and others believing it was high up in WWE. It was also noted that the Wall Street Journal was able to contact names that many would not have been publicly aware worked for WWE. It is believed that TKO became very aware of the mess on their hands after the merger and one source believes that they would have handled the rollout much differently had they been aware of something like this was imminent. However, they were aware as of last week when Vince McMahon was present at the New York Stock Exchange regarding the Netflix deal. Yeah, No talent that we spoke to have had a wide talent meeting or claim that they've been briefed on the situation at hand. Instead, the reaction that we're hearing is that it appears that higher rooks want to move past Vince McMahon and put him in the rear view. There are talent we've heard from that believe Vince McMahon is delusional enough to try and work his way back into some kind of role. However, it has been reiterated to several talents that Vince McMahon was done and he has no path to returning to the company. WWE is largely attempting to dissociate. Uh, Though Brock Lesnar was not identified in the lawsuit, he was referenced. Since then, his creative has been halted. He was not brought into Tampa, did not work the Royal Rumble, is not working Elimination Chamber against Dominic Mysterio as planned or working Gunther at WrestleMania as planned. There are no creative plans at play for Brock Lesnar at this moment. It was relayed to Fightful that this doesn't mean we'll never see him again as that situation isn't as cut and dry as others. Quite extensive. Yeah, Very, uh, there's a lot there. Um, yeah, really informative the, report, or sure. Absolutely, yeah, the report was very well done. There, there was that part, and we talked about this before we went live, about you know the part about maybe things would be handled differently or presented differently if they knew. And then it was like, however, it's like, it the, you know, that stuff's always kind of hard to take at face value, honestly, right? Like, it's just, I don't know. that You can sense there is a, uh, like a, a real effort to distance to me anyway, you can say there's an effort to distance the company from Vince. Mm. Whether that's whether that's like um fair or unfair will be, you know, saying that I think more the the more we find out about the details of the story, the more we'll know. We know that the 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 lawsuit was about the company's culture surrounding Vince. And that's always yes. important to kind of keep uh you know note of here even before we get more into the the details themselves. So yeah, it's um as for Brock I unfortunately do think that, you know, that kind of last part there about, you know, maybe like, you know, it's not saying this forever necessarily, 
Mm-hmm. I think way wrestling generally works. That's what will come to fruition when it comes to him. Now, we're talking about this very close to the story coming out, right? So, like, we don't know how it's going to develop in terms of Brock's part in it and so on and so forth. But um, as of right now, it feels like saying they're going to try to let people kind of just forget about with Brock and then will, they'll circle back to it. Hopefully I'm wrong on that and they're taking it very, very seriously and we won't see him again. But uh, I'll kind of believe that when I see it or in this case, don't see it. You know, like it's just the way wrestling generally works is people will forget and that's how wrestling promoters have often operated, sadly. So um, I know we've discussed Brock quite a bit in that review. You think it's, you, you're more confident, right, that this is actually going to be the last we see of, of Brock? I think so. I think it's also, you know, on obviously, of course, with things that are starting to come out and him being referred to, I know he hasn't been outright named in a lawsuit or anything like that just yet, other than the Wall Street Journal report. Um, but I think this has just kind of pushed him further out the door. Anyway, I didn't think he was long for WWE regardless anyway, because one, because of his age, and two, I don't think this regime regards him as important as Vince McMahon did. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. If anything, you could even argue that he could be a little bit of a hindrance on booking in that sense because mm-hmm. there's a certain way you have to present him. You can't just throw Brock into the mid-card. <laughs> you know, like you can't, you, you just can't do that. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think this is maybe just edged him even further out the door than mm-hmm. already because I don't I didn't think he was like... <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks that Brock Lesnar's been 100% committed to wrestling for... <laughs> <laughs> right. Pick pick how many years you want, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I I just think I do think it's telling that like when we have the Brock conversation, we both inevitably discuss what he means to him at this point as a wrestling asset, which I think then that kind of is eye opening in terms of how we still perceive the way they're going to handle this. Generally speaking, right? It's like you're not sure you'll see Brock again. And a big part of the reason why is you're not sure the regime was desperate to be keeping Brock around anyway. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. really that shouldn't even be a factor. Right. But unfortunately wrestling yeah. has trained us that there absolutely is. And uh, so, yeah, he is definitely with Brock. It was definitely different with him when, the, when, when the regime switched. Um, and that may, as you said, that may make it more so that he's not around ever again. Um, that's, I mean, it's, I think it's hard to argue that being the right outcome. I feel like that should absolutely be the case, right? So, mm-hmm. hopefully, oh. so hopefully you're right. Oh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been reported multiple places that he's been uh, removed from creative plans. Of course, as I just mentioned, Sean's reported it. Uh, PW Insider reported last night that Brock Lesnar has been pulled from the WWE 2K Supercard Digital Collectible Game. Uh, sources familiar with the matter have said that we should expect to see Lesnar downplayed, if not outright removed, as he was in the Supercard game, as much as possible going forward by 2K and potential other licensees. So, yeah, they're yeah. already kind of, uh, I believe, also earlier. Um, Sean, as well, before like, before the longer report about Vince and stuff, did just, uh, just straight up report that, you know, Brock has been removed from all creative plans. Um, and then what else? I believe Wrestling Observer Newsletter. There are no plans at this time to use Brock Lesnar given his star power. Saying this is forever is probably foolish, but it's likely not going to be any time soon. So there are definitely obviously some sources within WWE that you know are kind of uh, you know never say never about it. But right. again, it's like. 
You saw how how desperate do you think Brock is to even be coming back anyway as well? Yeah, you I know? just wrestling's grimy, and if they need a rating, they it's unfortunately we've been trained to expect them to do the you know the, to, to do mm. that kind of thing. Again, I, and when I say that, I don't co-sign. I don't think you should be back. I just no, of course. I'm, not. <laughs> yeah, anyone who's a star, I'm always hesitant to believe they'll be gone because wrestling is like you know there's there is very little. Uh, suggestion that we should have faith in the moral compass of these people so to me it's like again it's like i hope you're right i think it is encouraging that this that he's been taking out that game like and it's like there's actually stuff going on in that regard because sometimes they would just ignore it right i think like we've discussed there's definitely a different approach to this from the prior regime i think you'd have just been in the rumble um that's encouraging, certainly, and tells you like there is that's a good sign in terms of how seriously they're taking it. But it still has been just a week, so we'll see if it's something that sticks. Yeah, uh, just to add on to it as well, kind of a WWE. Why do you even call it? You can can't you can't say disassociate him because he's still under contract there. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. but for whatever it's worth, WWE shop has placed 99% of all merchandise related to Brock Lesnar on discount sale. In speaking to WWE sources today, it was said that going forward, Lesnar is, quote, off the table from all creative pitches. Uh, that's according to PW Insider as well. So, yeah, man, I think uh, potentially, of course, you know, more than ever, this, you know, is yeah. possibly the end of Brock Lesnar's time at WWE, at least. So, well, you know, we're just same with the lawsuit and same with everything else. You just kind of got to wait and see what twists and turns it takes because it's been what a week and one day, and it's already took a couple. You know, so absolutely, it's a wait and see basis, and we'll try the best to try keep all you guys up to date with those things in particular. Uh, take a little break for a couple of super chats. Please keep them coming, people. Uh, appreciate those that have been sent so far. We've only got a couple, but going to get straight into them. Showtime Spurs, $5. Appreciate you. As always, everything that I've seen today tells me WWE is, in fact, not doing, quote, everything possible in creating a better environment for the future. Yeah, that... Uh, not the be- not the best quotes from Triple H coming from the Royal Rumble presser, you know? It was... Um, what was the thing he said, too, before he said that? He said, like, I'm going to give you the most... Remember the way he framed it? Is I'm going to give you the most general response possible. He said something like that to that effect. It was like, it was so, it was, that whole thing was baffling. I know you, you and Ibu spoke about on, like last Sunday you did a show, right? But yeah, that was one of many lowlights, unfortunately. Yeah, not, just not good. You know, I don't think I've seen one person, you know. Even, even, even in like the few, like, lunatics that you see on Twitter because you always see lunatics on Twitter defend anything. Well, not defending anything, but like call out anything. It's like, no one, none of these people are saying that like, what he said was sweet. They're just more excusing why he had such Yeah, like what was he supposed to say? Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. And it's like, again, you guys discussed it. And I think everyone's given their opinion at this point, but the whole thing of what is he supposed to say is like, that just completely avoids and ignores the obvious that he didn't have to say what he said, right? Like it's, yeah, it was very, 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 very strange. And he was he actively went in directions that no one asked him to, and no one needed him to, and made mm. himself worse. It was it was baffling. 
So, Jizzle, appreciate you as always, $5. What did Levesque, Khan, and Steph know, and when did they know it? That's the question that media and fans should be demanding an answer to right now. Yeah, man, it's a very important question, uh, and I'm sure it's something that will definitely probably come out, you know, uh, in as this continues to kind of unfold, you know. So, because, of course, it's a very important factor because WWE is part of the lawsuit, as Joe mentioned. Uh, you know, it's yeah. more kind of the culture around WWE, not just Vincent, man, not just Vincent, John Lorenor, as WWE is part of the lawsuit as well. So, you know, of course, all the executives and stuff may get named in some capacity. Whether it's wrongdoing or not is obviously it's up to, you know, court law or whatever it goes to, so... Yeah, we'll see how it all unfolds. Masson eighty four one ninety nine. Appreciate it as always. Twenty twenty four prediction. One last money grab by Brett Lesnar in PFL. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't no, know about twenty twenty four, but yeah. But as a guess for saying he may do, that's very much feasible. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. All right then. So. The Observer newsletter was quite interesting today in the sense that it had kind of like reactions from people in WWE, some direct quotes and stuff, although obviously not named, you know, the people. Uh, some people have been doing a lot of speculation of who or when these quotes were said. We're not going to speculate on who said what, right. you know, and I guess, you know, doesn't mean I'm going to not going to ban anyone from doing it, you know what I mean? Duh. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get straight into it. I'm going to go in the order that we've got it on our Twitter page. So, um, regarding Stephanie McMahon, it was denied that Stephanie McMahon leaving WWE when she first took her leave of absence was due to Janelle Grant's situation and her finding out about it. But her leaving the second time was because Vince McMahon returned. Which, um, I think a lot of people kind of... Um, obviously, the first part will always be up to speculation. Maybe it'll come out in the lawsuit or whatnot, you know? Um as far as the second part, I think that's pretty much everyone assumed that anyway, because she literally resigned yeah. like 48 hours after Vince McMahon came mm-hmm. back. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's felt complica- complicated for some time now, right? It really has. So I, I don't think anyone's surprised by that kind of confirmation because you said that was the immediate assumption in that particular case. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And of course, when she found out if that was the reason she first uh, took some absence, we, you know, like I said, maybe that will come out in the coming months and maybe years. Who knows how long this will go on? You know, I think Joe, you said it. You've said it at some point this week, but you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be messy. A lot of people yeah. have said it's gonna be a bloodbath. It's gonna, you know, but it is at least gonna be messy. Look, like, even going back to that thoughtful select report, uh, kind of like what we stopped on at first about like how person, someone said if the. If the additional names involved aren't identified, they'll do it themselves. You know, uh, yeah, that, in a situation like as in a situation like this, we, I don't know if it's you know like people, I don't know, running to Twitter or whatever it is to like name people. It's I don't know, man. You know, uh, when there's actual investigations and stuff going on, I don't know. It's yeah, it could get very messy in that regard in terms of people trying to like carry out justice themselves and stuff by trying to out people and stuff like that. Then. Um, you know, but of course, if people have done wrong, they deserve to be outed. But you know, it could get messy in how it's done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was it, again. It's I don't, you know, I don't know what the 
the kind of specific intention of it just it read strangely right that yes. part of that story read like it was kind of jarring um you know and it's important to note like when we talk about being getting messy or being a blood or whatever phrase we use it's like all of this is very very necessary if there's going to be any attempt to yes. improve the culture in pro wrestling and in wwe specifically because again that is the thing we're discussing here right that's the actual the core here is is it's a cultural problem um and that's why we it, i think it will get as kind of um messy again using that that word like you know that's why i think it will get so much that way is because i think there's so many different people here that could potentially get pulled into this thing it's because as we were talking about it before you we on the air but like you know there's allegations against vince going back decades you know three decades four decades almost like it's so yeah there's this one's uh there's going to be a lot of different moving pieces i think there already is so i think that's pretty clear yeah definitely uh and i'd say this has been the one this quote that was uh in the newsletter has been the one that people have been most speculating about like who's who do you think said this and like i said earlier we're not going to speculate who we think said it but we'll still obviously obviously give you guys the quote uh the quote from the wrestling observer newsletter from quote one of the biggest company stars of the modern era end quote regarding the vincent man lawsuit and who knew and uh it's heavily implies triple h uh Quote, he's the fucking cerebral assassin, best politicking dude in history, literally wormed his way from a green entry-level wrestler into a still-average wrestler, absolute top-of-the-office executive. You think he doesn't pay attention to what's going on around him? Think think he did that without knowing every little thing everywhere in that company, yet somehow this slipped past his radar? Question mark. Uh, the thing about... A thing about that place is if TKO starts cleaning house, they're going to show up with a bucket and some Lysol and then realise the shit's in the walls and the floorboards. They're going to have to bring the whole sledgehammer because that shit is going to turn into a demolition job down to the foundation. Sledgehammer pun not intended, end quote. I, I must say I was stunned that was actually in the Observer. i got to be completely honest in saying that. Like, that was a pretty wild quote to just be, like, in the midst of this, you know? Um mm-hmm. There is, you know, much reason to be very doubtful of Paul Levesque or whoever else. But, you know, it, it is one of those things of, like, you have to be careful until it. That's You don't want to take that leap and it's when Sanks as severe as this, you know? Is it a big leap? No. You have every reason to doubt what he did and didn't know. I personally doubt it very, very much. But... It's not a step I'm personally like rushing to take because we don't know right now. And it's it's way too severe to be loose with it. And that's why I was surprised that was in there, me personally. But I don't know. Yeah, I pretty much co-sign agree with where you where you are with it, to be honest. I was quite when I was reading it, I was like, How how what what am I reading right now, you know? <laughs> like Right. It's just yeah. It's and again, that doesn't mean you should like have faith that Triple H is innocent or whatever else. Oh, no, it's not, it's not from it's that. A... It's more just so like a quote like that. A... It's such a blunt know, quote and it has like such specific phrasing and it's just, yeah, it, I, I would avoid, I, again, I ain't here to tell Dave how to do his, do his job clearly, but like I thought it was kind of crazy you put it in the observer. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's probably the best way I can explain my view on it. 
in, in terms of other reactions throughout WWE, uh, in the rest of the newsletter, uh, it says one WWE started no- one WWE star noted that reading the Vince McMahon lawsuit was emotionally scarring, noting that the sad fact is that everyone in the company was striving for Vince's love and approval and how devastating reading the suit was to have thought that. To have thought that and worked for someone who in the end didn't care about their talents, with uh, a much shorter quote saying, Vince made so many of us feel small and awful, we all had to obey his abuse in order to keep our jobs. That's just awful. Both of us, just, and that's kind of the, uh, you know, the amount of wrestlers we admire that have had like these kind of sort of complex, even before it got this kind of uh, thing spiraled to this degree, like it's always been strange the way different wrestlers talk about Vince, right? I think those quotes kind of like speak to that a little bit and capture that and like, how often talent would speak of him as a father figure. It's all very, very, it's been straight. It's been like kind of un, unsettling to listen to for a long time, but I think for talent, it must be like awful. If you had that yeah. relationship with him, right? Cause like how many people have worked there? I'm sure different people had different dynamics with him, different interactions with him. Yeah. of course. And those quotes kind of, I hadn't even really thought about that part of it. You know, those quotes kind of shine a light on that. It's, it's brutal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to kind of, I guess on top of the fault for selects reporting, I think I'm not sure if I've seen a PW Insider report, but basically, uh, according to the newsletter today, according to one WWE main roster star, nobody has talked to them about the Vincent Man lawsuit situation from management, other than to tell them that Vince won't be back. Instead, they were told about how successful the Royal Rumble was and how big the new Netflix deal is. So yeah, there's been there hasn't been like a all staff meeting or anything like no. that. Uh, it seems that the only mentions of it have been the company-wide email sent out by Nick Khan. And, um, and of course, uh, you know, them shooting down the motion of that he may be coming back, you know. But they haven't, yeah. like, addressed it, so it seems, according to reports. So um, I know Sean, Sean Michaels has asked if he's had a chance to, like, talk with the talent. And it was kind of, he was just, like, oh, it's something that everyone's aware of. And it's like... You know, it's yeah. That again kind of goes back to that, like that sense that is their their approach to it is very much Vince is gone, and that's that, right? Like that's that's that again kind of no, speaks yeah. to that to me, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's tough. But even if that is, if even if that is the thing, it's like still address that full on, like this Absolutely, is, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I like, we know right. you're I'm aware just, of this yeah. and this is our stance on it and we're going to try and move past it. So, oh, do you know what I, mean? I should be clear in saying that that approach that we're speaking of, I'm not saying is like a good or right one. It just feels like what they're doing, you know? It's like, that's the way it's felt, you know, for most of the last week. Um, I think that's kind of ridiculous considering how broad this, this the suit was. But again, that seems to be the way it's being approached internally, so... Yeah, feels like it should have been addressed pretty thoroughly with talent to me, but even with WWE being like the wave and like the fan perception of it is, and like you know the big big corporate company, blah blah blah, you know uh, the evil company, the this and that, like even I'm quite surprised that that hasn't been something that they've done, you know. Vince has resigned, man. Like if he resigned under normal circumstances, I'm sure I'm sure it would have been addressed. Do you know what I mean? Like if he just Retired again, like actually retired this time, like 
or whatever it was, you know. Um, I'm sure they would have addressed it how you would expect them to address it. So them being, it's just weird. It's weird. That's what I'm saying. It's the it same. must be so weird for the employees and staff. Just kind of everyone's walking around like, with this little. I mean, obviously they're all talking about it, but from a management, like the approach level. is like it feels like like it's it's business as usual because he's not he doesn't work here, and it's like. It's just, it is strange. It's it's kind of baffling to me that would be the approach. But yeah, that's the way it feels, right? I mean, that was that was like directly what, what Triple H's kind of rare it was at the press conference was just like, look what we're doing as a business. So I guess, you know. Yeah, definitely have to question the uh, what we're seeing in those reports in terms of like just the transparency with talent and stuff, you know. Um, if you do want to leave it in your rear view, you'd want to get off on trans transparent footing with your employees and your staff and your talent and yeah. anyone else who's potentially involved with the company, you know. So, um, yeah, definitely work to do on their behalf in terms of Lots. as far as that goes, you know. Yeah, definitely Lots. a lot. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I think. As a, another thing I wanted to stop on was uh, the. Well, we did already kind of stop on it, but you saw the TKO. That it's believed that TKO were aware the mess were aware of the mess on their hands after the merger. It's like yeah, I yeah. just that, I rolled my eyes <laughs> that not because again not because of Sean's report, but like because he's just representing the viewpoint. But the thing about like. You know, we'd probably handle things differently. Anyway, here he is next to the Rock last week. You know, it's just like. Yeah, I think you're going to get a lot of that in terms of people that do business with WWE of sort of like, well, you know, we didn't know about the Vince thing and now Vince is gone, so we move, we proceed. Like like the, we spoke about last night, the Slim Jim thing. Like I'm glad Slim Jim made their initial stance because that clearly, you know, accelerated things. But as soon as Vince resigned, they put the statement out and there was like, we're entering the Royal Rumble and like playfully re-engage with it. And it's like, that to me is a concerning precedent. And again, I'm glad they did anything at all because many of the sponsors didn't do anything, right? But I do think everyone needs to be wary of that kind of like general attitude of Vince has gone back to, you know, back to the back to the usual business as usual. Yeah, definitely it definitely would have been more encouraging to see more of the sponsors do a bit more of a power play in that regard. Yeah. Because it's just like you know, do they want to be associated with a company that's potentially like rotten at the core? You know, it's 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 a it's a weird one, and obviously, hopefully, as more things come out, there will be more pressure from sponsors if it is needed. Do you know what I mean? Which at this point, like, like Joe said, at first when Slim Jim initially pulled out of the Royal Rumble, it was like this this is an encouraging step as far as WWE sponsors are concerned, uh, because of course. They want to know what's going on before, you know, sponsoring them and throwing millions of dollars at this company, you know. Um, but as Joe said as well, like, as soon as it's like, oh, Vince has gone, problem gone. So, well, that's not yeah. quite what the lawsuit says, you know. Um, so. Exactly. And again, that that's not us, you know, suggesting that we do know who doesn't know. The point is no one does, right? And that's, it's like, until, that's the point, yeah. That's it. Like, that's the key. Because I, I think that's important also. It's like, 
anyone who's vaguely skeptical is getting put into this like they're getting framed a certain way and it's like no like you absolutely should if you read the suit you should leave it skeptical about anyone who's been involved in that company like it's not we don't know anything that's the point until we do there's no reason to be like well everything's fine Vince is gone that's the opposite really of the reaction should be so yeah yeah so yeah um I guess the I guess in terms of bullet points Vincent Mann is under federal investigation um John Laurinaitis has, I guess, t- turned on Vincent Mann, and he's also, you know, according to the Fightful report, um, he's reached out to several in the industry and what many believe is him trying to find allies. Um, what else have we got? There's people who think this isn't the worst of it. There's people in WWE who think that um, he'll eventually get charged. Uh, Brock Lesnar... Um, he is out of creative. He all his stuff on the WWE shops getting discounted. He's been pulled out of one of the virtual video games for the one that's on your app, which you can download on your phone. I think. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of moving parts going on, and I guess we'll, uh, like I said, as, as more stuff comes out, we'll try and we'll try and go over it as best as we can. So that's uh, that's kind of where we're at with. Um, you know, the reporting regarding the Vince McMahon lawsuit, the reaction within WWE, there's been a lot of that today. But, of course, the big thing being that uh, Vince McMahon is under federal investigation for sex trafficking, which is just... <laughs> what, yeah. a, what an insane start to the year it's been, you know? What an insane start it's been. Yeah, this is... Um, I almost... I actually hate... I was about to say this is like obviously one of the biggest wrestling stories ever in motion, but I actually hate referring to it as a story. You know, it's like, cause it's just, it really feels too glamorous for it. You know, it's like, it's, it's not, really a, it's not disgusting. a professional wrestling story. You know, it's a, you know, it's, 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 it a, national, a, it's, a, it's a national, yeah. international no, it's international news story. You know, it's it absolutely a news story. I'm just saying that it almost feels you know, it almost doesn't warrant that term, right? Because it's actually just like a revolting reveal of a lot real. of things that, yeah, yeah that's it. It's real. That's the thing. It's real. But it's very real. Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be the. It's gonna be something that's that's central to almost. You know, any of this wrestling conversation comes secondary to this. It's, it's it's a tragic thing. It's horrible. So, yeah, and as as we've said, in in the least. In this kind of glamorous way it is just getting started. This thing is going to be with us for a while, it seems. So we'll see what happens next. Yeah, and that will be probably the stance that most of us will have for the coming weeks, months, and yeah. like I said earlier, potentially years. This could go on for a long, long time. So just kind of have to wait, wait and see, you know? Okay. Absolutely. All right, so... Come back to some super chats. Uh, keep them coming, people. Like I said, short time Spurs, $5. Appreciate you, as always. Will WrestlePurist be covering SGW Uganda wrestling in the future? That match ruled. Have you seen any of this, Joe? No, no I have not. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to pull it up and we'll play it a bit later in the show. Um, one sec, just make sure I remind myself. Right. I shouldn't get copyright strike, I don't think. <laughs> not, not for this. <laughs> um... Uh, Richard Jr., $5, appreciate you. 
Tonight is WWE SmackDown. Which matches are announced for tonight's Friday Night SmackDown? Oh, I'm not sure. Obviously, we're doing a weekend preview, so I guess I'll quickly blitz through the card or something if you need me to. Uh, Phantom FTW, £2 appreciate. This isn't one bad apple. It's a rotten orchid. I mean, like we said, it isn't just it isn't just Vince, it isn't just Laurinaitis. It's WWE. All of them are under fire in this lawsuit, you know, yeah. so... Hush 499, appreciate it. This might be far-fetched, but do you think they consider a true rebrand, new name, and everything if they clean house? WWE is too synonymous with Vince now. Um, I don't think they'll do that. I think... I I would doubt it, but I do think it's important to note, like, it depends how much this suit, you know, how much, how many different pieces come together and how this story develops. I think that's important to say because... You know, there are absolutely versions of this where it gets bad enough where that's saying it's unlikely to me because that brand is strong and that's what's most important to the for the world of WWE. But um, it's more likely the the front office gets cleared out, I think, than an actual rebrand, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, it's, I'm I'm not going to say that for sure because I don't know how bad this is going to get. So yeah, no, none of us know exactly. You know, we're we're in we're in the same position as. Mm-hmm. our audience you know what i mean the people yeah. listening to this now we don't know anything more than you like um you know we are, i haven't really been reaching out for too much like reaction about it you know um yeah so it's all we're literally in the same position as you as far as kind of uh the lawsuit thing obviously the only thing we do is the shows and kind of go through what's came out reportedly and obviously the lawsuit last week so you know we're in the same position as you guys really it's all yep. just you know, guesswork at this point, you know. Um, but, yeah, as far as my guesswork, I don't think they would... Because um, everything's so, like, it's the brand. Like, Netflix have bought the brand and everyone yeah, everywhere's the, bought yeah. the brand WWE. So, it's like... I think I think the, the company would literally, like, crumble to the ground before they would... Do you know what I mean? It before, would take a lot, yeah. yeah. And again, I mean, a lot is really... <laughs> Not really the right way to put it, but yeah, know, it would... every, every, there's so many possibilities with this lawsuit. Exactly. You know, that, exactly, it could literally crumble the whole company to the ground. You know, yeah. obviously, like you said in your super chat as well, that may be far fetched, but any who knows at this point? Yeah. you know, who mm-hmm. actually knows? Because I don't. So right. Hush again, four ninety nine. Man, it truly sucks to the public eye. Pro wrestling is tied with Vince, and now the new, now the genre will be tainted for a long time because of this. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been that way, honestly. Yeah. Just pro It's why I never, ever, like, get the... I mean, oh, clearly, we're doing this. We all love pro wrestling. If you're watching this, you love pro wrestling. That's why I can never, ever do the big, like, sell job when folks dismiss wrestling as being, like, trash because, like, wrestling is, you know? It's like, I love it, but why would you think anyone wants to see any different? Whenever they hear about wrestling, it's fucking it's scandal or horror or tragedy or... It doesn't deserve any better than that, like... Wrestling but is outside it, of the rings on like season yeah. six. Wrestling, you know, they've yeah, probably wrestling, got another 10 seasons, 20 seasons, you know. Exactly, like, it's, it's earned that reputation, right. unfortunately. Like, th- those of us that love pro wrestling, we know what the the actual art form itself is capable of and how powerful it can be as, an, as a piece of entertainment. But as a as an industry, it's disgusting. It deserves the reputation it has, you know. I hate to mm-hmm. say that, but it's just the truth, yeah, yeah. It's not exactly an undeserved reputation, like you said. That's an eighty-four, one ninety-nine. Appreciate it, as always. I'll never forget one. I'll never forget Oracle's rant on Triple H as a worker. 
it's been on many rants, you know, record of wrestling, you know. That Sometimes was... they're not even rants, it's just dismissive speeches, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, to, you know, it's a slightly lighter subject, but what happened was it was after Triple H retired, and I, we were just doing, a, it was supposed to be a short segment on it, on the Late Night Grin. And I said to Oracle, what do you think Triple H's legacy is? And he went in. He did a 30-minute monologue where he broke down every year of his career and this that this was bad and that was good. It was that was a true um an oracle moment there for the ages for sure. But, yeah. There's been many of them over the years, you know. There has, mate. Uh Huncho 499, appreciate it as always. Uh fans wanting Stephanie back is sad. Resigning doesn't make her quote good guy. It actually shows she knew bad stuff happened and tried to sin instead instead of helping. Of course, that would just be speculation at this point, you know. Of course, there's always going to be some assumption that all the executives were aware to some extent, you know, but until we know, it's probably best we don't kind of just like throw that sort of stuff around, you know. Yeah. And that's not me being like, oh, I hope she's innocent or I hope Triple H is innocent or I hope Nick Khan's innocent. It's that we don't know. So it's like to come on our platform and then be like, you know, trying to point fingers and stuff like that would be irresponsible of us. So, you know, but again, you're of course entitled to your opinion, and it so. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something we discussed before we went live about just kind of, you know, like I think there's a with a platform like this, you have there's a responsibility that we have to take a certain distance, right? We don't know. There's just mm-hmm. it's the story is far too severe for us to just be like this. is What I think is not is not really our place. So yeah, yeah, no. And, um, you know, we've, I guess, to talk about more, um, you know, this is a wrestling channel, of course. Unfortunately, wrestling is uh, clouded in all this this dark cloud, as it's been called many times over the past week or so. But there has been other wrestling news as well. Of course, we did start with the um, with the PW, um, with all the reports on Brock Lesnar from PW Insider, from Fight Full, stuff like that. So, Brock Lesnar's not coming back anytime soon. Um, a lot of people are calling for, like, Chad Gable to take the comfort spot at Mania. A lot of people are talking for, like, Bron Breaker to come in and do something with him as well. Um, you know, you know, obviously, he opens up some opportunities for some of the other talents and stuff like that. So, we'll kind of see how it plays out. Um, I know SmackDown this evening, there's uh, PW Insider reported earlier today that Tiffany Stratton is scheduled to be at the tapings. Who knows if she'll be on the TV, but I don't think anyone would be too surprised if Tiffany Stratton has right. you know, made the travel to the building, that she'll be um, she'll be on the show. You know, uh, Trick Williams, Bram Breaker, Carmelo Hayes have all been reported to be at the show as well. Um in terms of going back to the last the super chat from earlier, I don't actually know what ma- matches have been announced yet. So um, I'll be expecting to see all four of them, and uh, all four of them are people that. Well, besides Trick, because you know Trick still does have some development to do, and he probably shouldn't be straight up called up at this moment in time. Yeah, but um, four people that probably long term do have quite long rosters, uh, long. Long futures on the main roster. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I mean, none of them are surprising. I mean, I agree with you on Trick. I would actually give Trick a run as as NXT champ and let him have yeah. that experience. Yeah. And that'd be great for him. Um, but none of them are surprising call ups if that's what they are. But I would say interesting time for it though, right? That's the only reason I wouldn't be surprised if these aren't like 
substantial debuts or whatever else because it is kind of a strange time with mania like so close right like at this point you're really focusing in like what's our mania direction so that's the only thing i would say in terms of a tiffany stratton for example we've felt like she could have gone up for a long time right i don't think any of us surprised by that but slightly challenging timing maybe i'm intrigued if they have something specific up their sleeve they want to do with these with these uh these talents so we'll, i guess maybe we'll find out tonight yeah well also, because like you said, it's it is WrestleMania season, so uh, potentially, you know, maybe Bron Breaker or Tiffany, Bron Breaker, Tiffany, Mello, all of them could end up on it's a two, it's a two night card, you know. And if you want to yeah. make statements with the people coming from NXT, which I think you should absolutely do with Bron, especially and Tiffany, to be honest, Carmelo Hayes, I think, has a lot of star potential as well. But I know I'm, I am actually high on Carmelo Hayes, but uh, anyone who's been a long follower of this channel knows that I'm. Uh, I've been day one with Tiffany Stratton. Then I think Brian Breaker is like I want. To, I don't know if I'd say he's a generational talent, but he's he's close. He's he's a freak, man. He's yeah. He, I think he is a special talent. You know, like I said, generational might be a step too far, but there's definitely something like there's like a raw. There's an intangible to him, and he's it's made him jump off the page immediately, right? The first time you saw him, it was like, whoa. It was very, very encouraging what he looked like in the Rumble. Because sometimes it sounds silly because NXT is the same promotion, but there are absolutely wrestlers who come up and they immediately feel different on the main roster, right? Braun came up and it was like to do the Rumble and he felt, you know, like, whoa, it was stunning how explosive that dude was. So, yeah, there's the, the potential of that whole squad is high. It really is. Uh the live chat has just informed us of something quite important, John, that I predicted may have happened whilst we were live. Oh, Seth Rollins video. Okay, we've got to find out who the uh, comp we got to make, please, please don't spoil who the, com the comparison is, if you know in the chat, because me and Joe have been trying to guess who it is. And for the uh, for the heavyweight champion side, we've locked in Harley Race. Yeah. Um, who... who Oh, it's Joe. Let's think. I'm trying. I'm trying to like not look at the chat. Uh, Yokozuna. <laughs> yeah, who? <laughs> do you want to be Harley Race or do you want to be Yokozuna? That's my. That's my guess. Yokozuna. I think it will be Lex Luger. Yeah, it can I'm be Lex. Lex. All right. Little, I'm not. I'm not thing. risking pulling this up on screen like I'm gonna do later with SGW no. Uganda because it's WWE. All right, so I'm just gonna do play by play. Okay, this is good. Okay, folks, lock, lock in. I hope there is a comparison in this, you know? They might, I haven't looked at the chat. There might not be. I'm trying. I was avoiding spoilers, but the chat may just be telling us there's no, no comp. Where does your heart lie, <laughs> Cody Rhodes? <laughs> is your heart set on Roman Reigns? Right, he's, doing like, he's doing like myself or Roman Reigns now, I think. Oh, oh, this oh. isn't funny. <laughs> we needed that as well. Funny. We needed that. Yeah. We could have got Luger and Harley, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm disappointed, Seth Rollins. You know, do better next yeah. time. You know. I was saying to Joe as well. He made me laugh with the Seth comparison videos. How like he didn't save Dusty for the end. <laughs> like he Dude. went from Dusty to Sid. <laughs> The chat actually is like they actually did tell us there was no comp, but we were both avoiding spoilers, so we just missed it. 
Yeah. I was fired up, man. You know. Um, <laughs> we got a quick super chat, which I'll read out real quick. Caden Lee four nine nine. Appreciate you as always. To further confuse money, I'll be at Dynamite in Austin next week in Greensboro for Revolution, bro. He goes all these wrestling shows. He's either he, he must be like a crypto billionaire or something, you know. To to that, I'd say put zero on these super chats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's at all these wrestling shows, and they're all in like different states and stuff, bro. Like I don't, yeah. you can't figure I out. Think... I can't even figure out what part of the US he's in. Never mind what state or city is it. I want to say that Caden saw me in. Chicago at the show too, so that's another oh, one. You're, to the... you're messing with me now. <laughs> I think I'm. I think Caden like added me and was like, "I saw it." Yeah, I think Caden may have been on the bus <laughs> outside the United Center when everyone was doing the LA Night uh, gimmick, which was a great moment, by the way. I would like to know, but yeah, it was in Chicago. There you go, Caden just said it. Yeah, it's everywhere, brother. Someone in the chat said that Caden will be in it. Will be at SGW Uganda soon. <laughs> hey man, we'll fly him out. Uh, and your rag forty rupees appreciated. When Batball Combat Club invades him and I'll doing wild things, greater than, greater than, greater than. Um, can, that could be so cool. Can you cut him white? That'd be cool. We didn't have a chance to really like get in. Well, we did get into it quite not extensively, but you know, we we touched on it yesterday when we was doing the Dynamite review because, of course, Mark did that did that promo you know like you showed up in our backyard you better hope and pray that we don't show up in yours you know wild thing hitting in arena mexico you know <laughs> I, I'm, awesome. all, I'm all in on that idea man like i only watch him when there's like a recommended match that i'm doing watching for the guide so like i'm nowhere near as, as locked in or clued in but it is really cool that they've got their product at a point where like this is the perfect time for them to be getting new eyes you know like it really is actually pretty pretty sweet how that's they've earned that kind of increase in spotlight and i think there's a chance if something like that happens you feel like oh, that'd be a huge deal right in terms of like fans that hear a lot about cmr but don't watch i feel like that'd be something that would get them to actually tune in so yeah very cool um ibu's in the chat uh, he's telling us that. I don't know if you guys have covered it yet, but Jacob Fatu is a free agent, which makes sense for Roman pushing for him. No, it makes Roman pushing for him make much more sense now. So those of you who weren't listening to Worldwide on Mondays, uh, you should watch that show. But uh, yeah, uh, it was revealed on Worldwide that Roman Reigns is, you know, he's a big fan of Jacob Fatu, of course, and it's the one that he wants to do some he wants to do some work with Joe Hall, but you know, yeah, and I uh, kind of hate that. Yeah, I'm just gonna say I kind of hate that he's put this out there because it's now one of those things that like I actively want in a way that's gonna you know inevitably set me up to be disappointed. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the only thing. But, but yeah, the the news is that he's a free agent, right, Money? That was what we were that we were gonna. Yeah, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. He's a free agent. Um, and. You know, obviously, there's been talk within the wrestling communities and stuff that there's complications with signing Jake Fatu, especially if you're one of the top two. Uh, but none of it has been like reported in black or white, black and white. Sorry, you know, it's never, it's never been like fully out there what or if it is the case. You know, so we'll see what happens yeah. with him. Uh, we're big fans of him, as we said on Monday, and. Uh, 
I mean, if he actually can, if they actually can get his signature and it all works out for him and they can get him on, you know, they can work with him and stuff, then I think he Especially, has I mean, bags and bags of potential, man. If if he came in and inherited Paul Lee as his mouthpiece too, like, because Jacob Fatou can talk, but it gives you some credibility, right, if Paul Lee's with you, like, there's, um, they used to talk about on MLW, they used to call him the black sheep of the family. And that being a story to tell on TV would be absolute money, right? Like this prestigious wrestling family, and here's the dude who's so crazy. All of them are scared of him, you know, like that. That is blockbuster. I'd love to see that angle play. And again, I don't know if those complications will be an issue. Um, if they are complications, whatever, you know, because you said everyone's like, always like, hush, hush. It's yeah, so it's weird. weird. So no, no one knows for sure, you know, uh, but I'm sure some people know for sure, like his friends and some yeah. people in the business. But it's not like, like that, really. that have to know, yeah. but it's like there's a lot of just kind of speculation as like, oh, you know, he's got he did this in his past, or he's he can't do this, or he can't do that, or da da da. It's like, you know, because I guess it comes up so much and it gets so much kind of traction for those who are aware of Jacob Fatu is because. He's so good that it's like, why is he not at WWE or AEW? That's been the case for a couple of years now, you know. So, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's a special talent. Like in terms of talent ability, he's he can talk as well. Like you said, got a good look. He's just a fucking mean looking Samoan, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. he's he's a beast, man. Athletic as fuck, explosive. He's, he's an animal. And this is a, a high praise, and he's obviously not as polished a worker, but there is flashes of what Joe was like when he was young, where you'd kind of do that squint and be like, wait, how big is this fella, and what did he just do, right? Like, he can do stuff that's... Again, I've said it before, like, he wrestles like he's a guy who's had, like, his skill set maxed out in a video game. It would, like, he had yeah. a match with a Kingo um, at WrestleCade a couple months ago, and they did, a, like, a spot fest. And it's like... What, how is he doing this match? Why is he doing this match for that point? But he's doing it and he's doing moonsaults. <laughs> he's, yeah, there's a lot there for sure. Hush199 says, just pretend Silas Sokoa didn't exist and give Jacob Fatu his spot. <laughs> ah, come on. Solo beat John Cena, you know? Beat the hell out of him, man. 28 spikes, you know? <laughs> With that nerve hold. Oh, oh. <laughs> nah, so obviously, in terms of like the bloodlines and force, how it was sent by the elders, you know, Jacob Fatu, like in terms of the talent, obviously probably would have fit that a bit better, you know. But you know, of course, who knows the reasons why Jacob Fatu wasn't with the company at the time? If he is or isn't going there, um, and they did have Solo Sokoa, you know. We had we had Solo Us, you know. We had the street yeah. champion Solo Sokoa. <laughs> <laughs> my my initial solo Sokoa scouting report was like really going well, and it's definitely hit the wall in recent times. It's very unfortunate. There was a while there, Monty, where I was really, I really was ahead of the curve on the it's solo hilarious because we've always been split on him, and now we've like because when you've done your scouting report, and was like this one, you know, it's there. I was like, I don't really like in terms of like ability. <laughs> like I, I, I like I like his like his presentation, his look, and. Even like down to like his voice and things like that. Like he's obviously there is there is definitely things there with him. But in terms of like his in ring ability and how much I thought he was coming along, I was uh he wasn't really anything I was 
getting like excited about it. Wasn't someone I was worried about though, but just I wasn't like, yeah. oh my god, he's accelerating right now. Um, so yeah, we was kind of split when you did that initial scouting report, and then I started to come around a bit. Yeah, you know, and then you know, and now it's gone the other way, and now I've come around <laughs> to your side of things. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's wrestling stop. for you, brother. Yeah, that's wrestling, it is, literally. Um, but yeah, appreciate your hush for the one night. No, I keep your super chats coming as we uh, talk a little bit more graps. Um, what else have we got here? So Seth Rollins, he kind of derailed me because I had all my stuff up on my on my Twitter. So Seth Rollins, you owe me for not doing that. <laughs> for not doing a comparison that I was I was desperately waiting for. Uh, one set, Will Chisholm, five dollars. It felt like when Solo was in NXT, he was working better, and now on the main roster, he just works slow. Must be a Roman idea. A Roman idea. <laughs> I, I do. Th- we discussed this on World Bro recently. I do think he is a victim of like he's overproduced. You know, like every single yeah. thing he does is like a calculated. Then you look at the camera. Then you look at your thumb. You know, like I think that's you, if you're a young wrestler, and I know he's not like a. A super young dude, but he's only been wrestling for what four or five years, right? I think I could be wrong on mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, I do think it's like stifled his development as a worker. But the problem with that is he's also made like crazy money to play that role where he just looks at his thumb, so it's hard to kind of <laughs> you know, that's the, like it's the biggest role he'll ever play. We're being real, so it's what it's a worth sacrifice, I guess. Like, you know, look, people can dunk on it and stuff, but the bloodline thing is going to be a part of of that like of the modern you know the modern wrestling history and he'll be able to live off being solo sokoa the enforcer of the bloodline for a lot of for much of his career for being real so you get what you get obsessed oh my god not bad was that seth freaking rollins video that you just played there or was it something else it was an advert apologies um all right right. wrestlemania joe Mazfan 84, 199. Listen, Fatu would be with that dual AEW New Japan contract. Yeah. Listen, you listen, Mazfan. Fatu or Beast anywhere is an animal. <laughs> like, no matter where you put him from in Japan, AEW, you know, TNA, he's an animal. He's yeah. a damn animal. Don't you? Yeah, I agree. There, there's definitely some matches there that are. Uh... Dude, is it, look, look at this disgraceful. Oh, just lacky lack of knowledge of his friends from Ibu and WrestleFury. Four ninety nine. Has Joe seen the Steph vignettes? Well, what do you think we get up to, Ibu? You know, <laughs> we've done breakdowns and analysis, and you know, yeah, we, we did predictions and everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> we we've got like a big board, you know. Yeah, like it's the whole thing. <laughs> You know, we was expecting Harley and Lex Luger today in Yokozuna. But the Sid thing is still very, it is unsettling on some level. Like, there's no reason for it, you know? Leave Sid alone, dude. Like, Sid was cool enough that he would be like, I don't want to be the world's champ. I'm going to go play softball. And that is, that always will deserve respect in the great sport of professional wrestling, you ask me. <laughs> so, like... Big Sid, man. Sid vicious. <laughs> Hush 499, appreciate it. My biggest fear with Jacob Fatu is that they just do the solo to cover Drew McIntyre, Clash at the Castle spot to introduce him at WrestleMania against Cody Rhodes and Big Roll gets another year until Dwayne. It'd be such a bad idea because 
Yeah. For everything we've just said about Jake Fatu, no one knows who he is in a WrestleMania crowd. They would have no idea. They would no one in that WrestleMania crowd would be going, My God, the MLW champion has arrived. Like it would be bad. Yeah. There's definitely versions of this WrestleMania finish. If you heard Oracle's prediction, Monty for Cody Roman, what do you think they're gonna do? He thinks I haven't and I'm now excited to hear it. <laughs> he thinks Solo's going to do a run-in and then they're going to hit If You Smell and The Rock's going to run him off and then Cody will win. And it'll be one of those where Rock is like, it's actually Rock's moment, but Cody gets to win the match. And as <laughs> soon as he said it to me, it was like, it clicked in my head and I was like, that sounds exact. That sounds I can see that in my head. You know, I can, I can picture it. Very concerning when he comes up with these ideas. Yes, man. Yeah, and like the whole place comes up. Solo does the big sell and looks at the ram. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I can see it, right? Like it's, he, spr- he sprints out and blows his knee. You know, yeah. it's a clothesline. He looks you know? at his arm and does the goosebumps thing. You know, he does that where he's like, goosebumps, bro. Because because I do think like that finish is, fr- even if Cody wins without help, that finish is going to be convoluted, right? There's going to be a ref bump and so there's going to be some sort of shit. There just has to be. It's inevitable. So yeah, there's going to be uh, shenanigans. I think. Speaking of which. It's a good yeah. segue, this is. According to Wrestling's other newsletter, as late as last week, Roman Reigns versus The Rock was not out of play. The Rock wanted it and even said so in media interviews. It was said that he was heavily pushing for it, but at that point, as late as after the Rumble, the plan was for Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns and to do Roman Reigns versus The Rock at some point in the future. Saudi Arabia was talked about for that match from a company standpoint. It sounds like the company are really keen on this Saudi Arabia pitch for this rock match, doesn't it? And every yeah, time they talk about it, that's in there. Yeah, because it's like if you're wrestling in promotion, you know, you, you see, we, we was talking before we went live about Tyson Fury and Usyk, which obviously is unfortunately postponed off at the moment. But, you know, look at the, the amounts of money involved in that. We've seen a bunch of other boxing and MMA go over there and get ridiculous amounts of money for it. So if you're going to the Saudis as a wrestling promotion, they're already giving you $50 million a year for the uh, the shows that you're already doing yeah. there just because you want to do Undertaker and Kane versus DX on them, you know, or whatever the fuck other stuff that we're doing. The fake Yokozuna. Um all the other stuff that we're doing in Saudi. So if you could also, go to the Saudis and be like, we we can bring you Roman versus Rock, but we won. Yeah. Why is it nine figures, hundred mil? Why is it nine? There's also like a, it's a match big enough that presents a chance to do like a really unique event in terms of something that like, like you could actually brand that in a very specific way to that match. You know, yes. like greatest wrestling match ever type vibe you know like they could i could absolutely see them branding rock and roman as like the biggest wrestling match ever and have that being the, the title of the whole thing you know like i could absolutely see that but it will be in terms of always on the product right and it's like you know how nick khan's one of the things he's done is b shows he takes overseas and then they become like kind of a shows in those markets mm-hmm. that's that's what this match could be it's like why why waste a summer slam SummerSlam sells itself. We'll make it its own event, you know? So yeah. I, I think it does. Obviously, the story has been that Rock wants to do it at WrestleMania, but it does feel like there's a lot of money there for it, which is hilarious. He's on the board the... now. Exactly. It's just, it also feels like there's a chance that this match never happens and we just talk about it forever and ever. I'm not writing that off, especially after you were correct in oh, your guess this time around. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and those of you who don't know, I'll let everyone know. I was right. You know, you were. <laughs> you know, I was right. 
Good, and to everyone, anyone, anyone who missed my last victory lap, you know, he's yeah. not quite a victory lap, but a victory sprint, you know. Mm-hmm. I was right. I told you that The Rock is not wrestling on this side of WrestleMania. You all laughed at me. You all said I was coping. You all thought I didn't want to see The Rock versus Roman, even though I do. You thought I was just coping for Mr. Cody Rhodes. That was not the case. I was just right. You were wrong. Roman versus Cody, main event of WrestleMania night two. I think we're probably going to get that pretty much confirmed tonight so shout out me anyway <laughs> respect <laughs> well cheers and five dollars it's funny how how it's funny how did was crazy over with the fans with his second one as a baby face who do you think he was talking about sid sid it's funny how Sid was crazy over with yeah Sid yeah, was, was. yeah Sid would get over everywhere man Sid was he wasn't a good wrestler at all he was very clumsy but he would people always didn't go care over then, bro. yeah people didn't yeah, give a fuck yeah, physical <laughs> charisma star yeah, he just did. it's the the entrance so we've said this before but like the famous uh, Shawn Michaels match from Survivor Series ninety six my goodness I'm getting old yeah that entrance is like the coolest wrestlers ever come off. Like he had serious. His physical charisma was crazy. He always connected with people. Manson eighty four one ninety nine. Appreciate your thoughts on Foley wanting one last death match. Please no. I love you, Foley. You know. Yeah. Please you stay know, at home. You know. <laughs> when wrestlers come out and say like they want to have one last match, it very rarely surprised me. But I will admit this actually did surprise me because like Mick is uh, he's been pretty open about physically where he's at. So I was kind of. It actually was very surprising to me. He was talking about that. I uh, yeah, and I know he was saying like a death match, and he was talking about how the way he described it, he said it would be like a gruesome spectacle. So it sounded like his idea was he's just going to blade. And I don't know if anyone who likes McFoley really wants to see him do that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, mutilation. <laughs> yeah, it's like because he wouldn't like he can't. There's no way he can bump. So like he would just be bleeding everywhere and laying in barbed wire or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I don't know. It sounded like a really bad idea, but it absolutely feels like it could appear as one of those. You remember the Flair's last match being its own show? Would not surprise me or if someone decided to do that. Please no. Yeah, co-sign. Well, Chisholm, $5. Appreciate you. It is funny. At the end of Mania, The Rock, Jay Uso and Cody just doing the Jay Uso dance with Cody smiling and crying at the same time holding the title. Yeah, he has, to, he has to have, like, the Samoan show-closing party with The Rock and the Usos. Cody can't even have his moment, can't let it breathe. God bless. Yeah. All right, let's um talk a little bit of AEW's signings. Um. All right, so those in AEW are cautiously optimistic Kazuchika Okada will wind up there. The WWE side seems to be that they are not going to match the money and take the approach that their position is Okada will want to come there more because they are WWE and Okada is talking with both sides. So, yeah, not really not really too much right? compared to what we, what we were saying, what I was saying yesterday. Um, uh, also in the newsletter, the plan is to make a big deal out of Sadie Monet's AEW debut. At one point, the plan was to announce it this past weekend, or at least tease it, but it was moved back. The reason given was not wanting to announce it this week, given all the far bigger news that came out and people wouldn't be focusing on it. So he's standing on that because Sean, Sean Russell basically uh, um, 
reported the contrary, saying that like there was never planned to be an announcement of Mercedes Monet uh, this past weekend. And obviously, newsletter as fresh as today, he's he's standing on it. So yeah. who knows? It doesn't really matter because right. you know it's just one of those things. I guess if someone wants to ask it at a media scrum or something one day, they can. But you know. Um, but yeah, PW Insider, the expectation from many is that Mercedes Monet is AEW bound. One source believes that Monet is signed and was filming content for AEW earlier this week for usage in relation to her debut for the company. But that was not independently confirmed. So there was talk that she's already filming some sort of footage. Um, I'm seeing a lot of talk saying Zarian said that they're doing TD Garden on the 13th of March. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't actually seen it myself, hence why it's not been aggregated on the page. Because of course I've been doing this live stream with my good friend Joe, you know. But um, I, I haven't seen anyone actually like quote it yet. It's just people saying, "Oh my God, Zarian said," which is always dangerous on wrestling Twitter. So exactly, I will, yeah. when I get off this, guys, I will, I will uh, try and find the actual quote and I'll get it tweeted. I'll tweet what he actually said. So because it's mm-hmm. it's bad for him when it, like say if he didn't say it, like. It is happening. Like if he said, "Like I think it might be happening" or something, or maybe it will happen, or this is what I'd do if I was AEW. Do you know what I mean? Then, um, you know, then people will be like, "Oh, you said this was going to happen." It's like he didn't say it. Would, you know what I mean? It's yeah. I mean, we've seen people it. People put been... words in people's mouths and stuff like that. It happens sometimes. I get off the air on World Boy and I see that it's happened to you, and I think I don't remember him saying that. I was sat on the show with him. So... <laughs> it absolutely happens. Um, certainly, it has been. There has been a lot of discussion for uh, since the first week where people actually expecting Mercedes might show up. Once that came and went, there has been a lot of discussion that we were headed to some sort of Boston show. Right? I haven't heard what Zarin said. That's been just the kind of the rumor, right? Now you've heard that from a million different places. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's where we're headed here. We discussed last night, kind of the way they may brand the show and, and all that good stuff. So it's kind of um, it's kind of a common belief at this point. We'll see if it comes to fruition. Yeah, we'll see. Of course, we'll be too huge sizes for them, you know. Uh, Mercedes, of course, more so for the reasons that we touched on yesterday. Like she brings so many new fans, like Joe correctly pointed out, that, like, you know, of course, Mercedes is a big star and it's like maybe one of the biggest signings AEW can make in terms of bringing over like new fans. Like a lot of people who maybe not would have given AEW a chance had they not have Mercedes because they're so loyal to Mercedes as a fan that they'll just watch her wherever she is, you know. Um, similar in the sense that like CM Punk took a lot of the non-WWE fans back with him for that one mm-hmm. night on Raw, and a lot of fans kind of were disappointed by what they were seeing. For what they were seeing, one of them he sat right next to me on this stream, you know. But, um, that was you nice. know, Mercedes definitely has that appeal to her, where a lot of people who only watch WWE will be like, "Fine, this is where I'll make. Well, I'll give them a chance, or I'll give them a chance again." The might have watched before AEW went for a bad phase or something like that, and start watching, or whatever, you know. So. I think she'll bring a lot of new eyes. Um, one of the biggest signings they could possibly make. So, absolutely. You know, we'll, we'll see if and when it is the TD Garden on March thirteenth. Um, yeah, I didn't. Really, it kind of lives up to the pile I did yesterday. You know, <laughs> I was like, if they do book the TD Garden and tease Mercedes and Okada, how many seats do you reckon they're selling? I think the I think the most common answer was like seven. 
about seven, which I think is pretty. I mean, we'll see. Right yeah, now, like I, I mentioned a, yesterday, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how well Mercedes, as because we don't know, and that's not me saying I don't think she can. It wouldn't surprise me if she sold ten. Do you know what I mean? But it also wouldn't surprise me if she only sold like four or five because we don't know her record as a ticket mover because she was never in a position in WWE to be a ticket mover. The only time where it's really like played, like you can really point to her as a ticket mover was battling the Valley, selling out as quickly in advance as it did. It was like four or five weeks in advance that sold out. But that's a tough sample to use because it's such a small building. It was only like 3,000 people or less. Um, if if they hint it as strongly as many folks believe they will, I think it could catch fire. You know, it's one of those building and they dumb situations. Like if they, I think the Sting, Sting's <clears throat> obviously a unique case, but I do think it shows you how traditional conventional promotions still can work. How long ago did they start talking about that Sting show? You know, it's like, yeah, man, it still works. Like beat people over the head with that stuff. If they if they have a similar approach while a different circumstance with Mercedes, I think it could catch fire. Hopefully it does, as you said. I mean, I'd love be very to see cool. it, man. Yeah, it'd be very I'd love, cool. I'd love, to, I'd love to see, like, Mercedes, like, answer that, like, question of, like, yeah, I'm a ticket mover. You book me on your show. I'm moving a 1,000 right. tickets immediately sort of thing, you know. Um, yeah, it would be really cool. But, like I said, she's never been kind of positioned to be the ticket mover of a promotion, you know, so... The sample size is basically non-existent of her having the opportunity to do so. Although we do know she does draw in other aspects in terms of, you know, all the New Japan World subscriptions, the quarter hours when she was in WWE, she always yeah. drew well. So she's a draw in some aspects. Yeah. yeah, merchandise. She's a draw in a lot of aspects, but ticket moving is a different thing as well. So anyway, yeah. laser beam, 199. WrestleMania 20, triple threat. WrestleMania 30, triple threat. WrestleMania 40. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Oh. <laughs> also triple threat, though, I think. <laughs> Trust yeah. the process, 34, 499, appreciate it. I know the internet wrestling community script says I'm supposed to be like, yes, rankings, AW back. But to Bonnie's, they're unnecessary, limit creative, bring dumb discourse, and gotta go. <laughs> I mean, we, we picked them apart last night. I don't know if you watched our Dynamite review, but like, we definitely wasn't yes, rankings. I'm not saying you're saying that we did. But um, yeah, we we kind of picked apart some of the negatives already. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, to save us doing it again. Appreciate the super chat. Absolutely. Um, right. Is there anything else? We spoke about Mercedes. We spoke the unfortunate news of Vince and Brock. We spoke Okada. We spoke Seth Rollins doing funny videos. Um. Brock Lesnar's off to 2K game. And. Uh, <laughs> CM Punk quote about the WWE locker room. Oh, no. <laughs> I sent this, Joe. Because I've seen some people getting mad about it. Some people like, yeah, man, that's WWE as well about it. And it was just like, <laughs> I was just sending it to Joe. Like, this guy. He's fucking hilarious, you know. <laughs> like he's just—I uh, can't imagine yeah. being—I can't imagine getting like, all worked up and mad about CM Punk because, like, I think in situations like this, it's like how could you like just kind of like laugh a bit, you know? It's so like transparent. And it's like you said yesterday. It's like the um, 
I can't remember. We weren't even on air actually, but it's like the situation where like you'll see you see like on social media some people being like, oh, he's not wearing his wedding ring. You know, he's not wearing his wedding ring. And uh, like that'll go, that'll go around on <laughs> that'll go around on on Twitter for a bit. Then they'll do like a backstage video of um, CM Punk getting ready for a match or whatever. And CM Punk has definitely seen what's on social media because he takes his ring off, kisses <laughs> it, and he's like, oh, "I can't lose this." Like he makes it as clear as possible, you know. Like I've got my ring. I am married. I'm a faithful husband. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like he tried to answer as many questions as he could. Or trying to be as subtle as he can without being embarrassing about it, you know. <laughs> he's he's hilarious, he's, man. <laughs> he's one of one, man. He really is. He's uh, yeah. You and I have been in this place with him for a while. Where like, while I I am a fan, I'm a, I'm a big fan, and I I love his work. I can I'm equally stunned by the folks that like, you know, like still think like they're still taking like ser- super seriously as this like incredible figure of. You know, this like everything he does is actually like a genius tactical maneuver and such. Like to me, he's just like, yeah, he's he's a character. You know, it's like remember when um, the best example, and this was this was a brutal stretch to cover, by the way, especially as people that like Collision. But when he did the post show thing about Hangman, <laughs> and the two camps were like, either fuck this guy or. You don't get it, bro. He's just telling stories. When the reality was <laughs> somewhere in the middle of no man, he was just saying shit in a post, <laughs> just doing punk things, you know, like getting himself in trouble for no apparent reason. So yeah, just he's um funny guy. You know? One of one, bro. I love watching him on that wrestling TV show, whatever show it is. He uh by the way, I didn't get a chance to say it, but it's that promo and again, which feels kind of a strange way to phrase it, but like the segment he did on Monday was extraordinary wasn't it my goodness that was a classic tremendous one you know especially when the goal of it is to come across authentic do you know what i mean like as much as like as much as we pop for him being full of shit or just being cm punk or whatever you know um when the goal in a wrestling sense is to go out there and cut an authentic promo like who's better you know, it's, it's CM Punk. Oh, it's, it's what he's, he's best. Yeah, he's so captivating he's as a TV character. He's masterful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, the quote was something like, the locker room, this locker room is everything that the business is supposed to be. Um, I'm not upset, but I hurt my arm. I'm upset, but I have to be away from these remarkable people. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> God bless him. Oh. I think he's a beast, man. Um... <laughs> He's far from perfect. (laughs) He's got his flaws, you know, many of which have been reported on over the past couple of years, but he's fucking hilarious. So that's that. And uh, I guess to close the show, let's let's show Joe Hall, but SGW Uganda folks. Yes, let's do this. I have no idea what's waiting me here. I genuinely don't know. All right, let me, let me pull it up. Okay. Very excited. Um, Are we doing com- commentary over this? Is this like a long thing? No, no, no. It's like it's 30 seconds. I ain't, okay, okay. I ain't putting you through all that, man. Oh, uh, make sure my DMs aren't gone. Be careful. All right. How does that look to you? Is that uh, is that zoomed in? You know. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> okay, now I have a better idea of what I'm in for. All right, go for it. It looks right, great. Dude, to me. Pops me. SGW Gundam may be the best promotion, better than Cody versus Roman. <laughs> so it's 38 <laughs> seconds of SGW Uganda. I wish I could give credit to the uh, the wrestlers in this piece of Okay, art. before you hit play, is there any music you should be scared of here? Because I know we're, we've got to be careful with YouTube copyright. I don't think so. Okay, cool. I don't think the sound will play anyway. All right, cool. Oh, my. Look at the cell, brother. Shades of funk there in 89. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh, he he, he held him with it. <laughs> On the temple, too. Oh. <laughs> Was that the old leapfrog spear spot they just busted out there? Look like I don't know what they just tried to do, but it, it, it looked chaotic and it worked for me. Oh, you know? shit, he's taking it home. <laughs> oh, my Oh, no, not Crossroads. Oh, my <laughs> well, hold on a second. My goodness. Match that, that Crossroads cell, brother. Yeah, we got to wow. put all that Crossroads again. <laughs> he takes it, takes it like Bud Matt. <laughs> huh? right the By the bone. way, it was worth noting while we got the Twitter up here. Shout out to uh, the great Hamlet reviews also, who I've only just realised at the end of that video is 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 part of this great scene that's bursting out. So wonderful! I love to see it. It was just uh, just the one spot, I think. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, they put it on the line, brother, you know? Wow. Right. <laughs> I've, seen, I've missed all of this. So, fuck that okay. tweet, people, if you want to watch the full, because that's the yes. link to yeah. That's one of the links to the full. Royal Rumble 2024 results, WWE is the name of the video. So, um, I can imagine a lot of things pop up when you type that in. So, you know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, a couple of super chats, and we're going to get out of here, people. Um, so, very, very, very last chance to get them in, because... We're finishing in a couple of minutes. So, Jizzle, $2. Appreciate it. Should, should Mercedes Monet win the AEW title on night one in Boston? Uh, we talked about that possibility last night. I think you was in the live chat. Um, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I think if if you if Tony's going to remain your champion and stuff like that, it's like, I'll, I'll prefer that to them doing a natural program with Tony's current gimmick. So Yeah. Whether she wins, I'm not sure about winning the belt. I'm not against it, but I'm not like... I do think she should wrestle, though. To me, that's the value of Mercedes, you know? It's that like, is a value. Yeah, it's like, her appearing is cool, but if you're going to do TD Garden, like, you know, do a situation, who's the best person you could find for her <clears> to wrestle? <throat> Who would be the ideal if it wasn't for the belt? You could have anyone on the AEW roster. Who would be the best first opponent for? My pitch right, would be... Think, go on. Go on, where'd you go? No, no, you, you, you wanted to get, <laughs> you I, wanted to I get was, that out. I, I was, I was. <laughs> I think I would have Serena winning matches on TV and then she does the open challenge boss. And you, cause then the people will know. Right. And I think that could be a statement cause I think they could have a classic. So that'd be my personal suggestion. Let them go 20 minutes, you know, yeah. see, what, see what happens. The Willow match is very um, enticing because of course of what happened, yep. you know, so with Mercedes getting injured and of course uh, she's going to want to get that leak back. So, um, yeah. Who knows? She might co- she might come in as a heel. She might. I know no, one they, thing they, for they, sure. They'll let, her, they'll let her get the return part, like the the debut pop and everything. But after like you know the initial 
path in that. She might just. She, she does heal. seemingly love being healed too. She but does. I, I, was, I will say, I think we didn't talk about this. And we may have, maybe I missed it, but we talked about a lot, a lot of matches for her last night. The Athena one too, right? The Ooh. Athena one is like right there for you when you want to do it. You just need to get Athena in the ball game on the main roster. Like that matches. They very rarely got a chance to work on the main roster. So yeah, that's, that is quite the matchup right there. That's, a, that's another one that I think could be a main event anyway. You know, that's tremendous. So. But yeah, as yeah. you said, the value in Mercedes Monet is mainly in her wrestling. Uh, I'd say closely followed by her just kind of presence, you know? Yeah. Just kind of the star power and presence she possesses. Um, but yeah, the wrestling, of course, comes first, you know, with her. Um, she's, you know, as much as I love Mercedes, I'm not rushing to see her cutting live promos and stuff like that. Um, right. She, she just she isn't that type of wrestler for me. She's someone that has value in other areas and... I don't really think that's one of the strong points if I'm being entirely honest, but she's one of the greats, so yeah, she's a and it's, huge you know, get for the division if it is the case. If you compare it to like the first dance, for example, where Punk was just going to appear and cut a promo, like Punk had not been on a wrestling show for seven years, you know, there was, and Punk is also Punk, and the reason we were just discussing, there was this whole thing of what is he going to say? It's, that's a different dynamic. I would do a wrestling match on Mercedes' first night, personally. That's what I was saying, yeah. Well, cheers and five dollars. Appreciate you. CM Punk with tears in his eyes, telling Cody Rhodes to finish his story. Pop, pop me. It's gonna be real when he helps HBK book and helps. He ain't helping anyone, bro. He's running that place. He's gonna have the belt over his shoulder in Gorilla. <laughs> I re- I really do. And again, it's not saying I say lightly because the you know, but I really do think there's a chance that he ends up with like actual substantial power by the end of everything that's going on. And that is. God, the paths we take, Monty, you know, it's just wrestling is outrageous, really, isn't it? So <laughs> it really is. And it's, again, I, I don't, I'm hesitant to even go in that direction because it isn't the point of the story. But it's like CM Punk is just, um, he came back. Are you aware that when he came back to wrestling, Roman Reigns had already been the champ for a year? <laughs> <laughs> He's made like he's, four comebacks. He's only there. been back. He's only been back for like you know. Two, so two Ed, Edge came, yeah, Edge came back before CM Punk, any? Yeah. So Punk has he's know. been like he's he's made like three different comebacks. He's left a promotion. <laughs> two fights. <laughs> two fights that we know of, you know. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> yeah. he's quite the character. An epic, uh, a legendary media scrum appearance. You know, whether you call it good or bad, Uh, whether you call it good or bad, it was definitely legendary in the sense of like, certainly live forever. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know, um, you know, we did the dance with Joe, you know what I mean? (laughs) I got what I needed out of it. By the way, (laughs) that also feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? Like, that is not that long ago, that match, brother. It feels like a life years ago. It's outrageous. Bro, remember when they locked up in that trio's match and that edit came out? I watched you that know? once today, I think. I'm pretty sure. That's uh, <laughs> Kevin Kelly, say what you will about him, and most of it is fair. <laughs> Time Stand Still is an actual all time great call, and he nailed it. That was perfect the way he called that, you know? like mm-hmm. Yeah, that was special. Was the process 34 999 appreciate it. another off script internet wrestling 
community opinion. Hangman getting the number one contender match despite literally just losing twice to Swerve is senseless. What did Swerve even gain from those two wins in kayfabe then? Um, I mean, it's a valid point to bring up and it's like I said, uh, I said weeks ago and in fairness, AEW, they have been trying to like rectify that because I did say, like, yo, Swerve has beat this guy twice. How can you kind of when they were kind of teasing the feud turning into like a three-way feud between Samoa Joe, Swerve and Hangman, um, I was like, how can you like validify like Hangman even being in the room because Swerve's beat you twice, bro. So obviously he needs to build up the wins and they've been giving him wins and uh, the Toa Leona match for as great as it was, it was obvious that he was always going to win that sort of thing. It wasn't mm. really like, oh, this is a big win for Hangman. He, I, think he need, I think he still needs a couple of those before obviously the before they did the match that they're doing next week. But it's one of those things, you just get what you get. They have given him some wins in the time that they're claiming they're doing the rankings from. So it's just, it kind of is what it is. They're just, you know, there's issues with the rankings already. (laughs) Yeah. And that's kind of the, to me, that's the, always the concern with rankings is they kind of point, they like highlight the inevitable contradictions of wrestling booking, you know, like, On some level, they hold wrestling booking accountable. But at the same time, I'm not sure that's what wrestling booking should be. You know, like it's like wrestling's a weird beast. That's why I'm always a little hesitant with them. But um, I don't think this is like a an ins- like a particularly you know, like damning example, to be honest. Um, but I do get the point absolutely. Horse one ninety nine, appreciate you. Triple H foaming at the mouth now for NXT Uganda. <laughs> That'd be something. Push 499, appreciate it. This will sound spiteful, but they should redo the outsider versus AEW storyline again with Mercedes and good wrestlers. <laughs> hey, uh, Rose, Dave, etc. I mean, when it's a pro- when it's a promotion like AEW, that has yeah. a fan base that is so like in on the vision of what I, what well, what the thought the AEW vision was and what it signifies to them and stuff like that. You know, having the outsiders come in is always going to be somewhat a compelling option that they have, and it. But this time they would have to do it properly. You know, not yeah, how they did it before. I would avoid it to be honest. I also don't like even if she comes in a heel, I wouldn't want to frame Mercedes as an outsider. To me, the the play with Mercedes is you absolutely victory lap that she's one of the te- she's on AEW's roster now. You know, like Trina's an outsider. I think it's kind of. Particularly because remember, like the way she left WWE, right? Yeah, I was about to say that, like, yeah. yeah, it's different. It's a very different vibe. Um, she also hasn't been in WWE now for like quite a while, right? It's not like a national hall jumping and being there a month later. So, yeah, I wouldn't go that way. Uh, Will Chisholm, four dollars. What would y'all do to help Adam Cole's faction to get hot because they feel cold? They set up a storyline with Buddy Club and nothing's been said. We talked about him a bit yesterday. It's uh, it's tough for them. Obviously, injuries hasn't helped. And even with MJF getting injured, he's been the main. He's like you know the main rival of that. The reason why that faction got created, you know, and he's not even on TV. The leader of the faction, Cole's injured. Wardlow seemingly just blew his knee, you know. So it's like it's what every every other tro- every direction to try to take is uh, is been tough for them. Then obviously you've got Ruddy. Probably going to win the international title for Orange Cassidy, but considering they came in as a group, started, you know, off the world title holder and it being the yeah. world title feud, already feeling as mid-card as it does because, of course, the main signals, singles feud 
in the faction is Roddy and Orange is like, yep. you know, he it, it just makes it tough, you know? Yeah, um, I, it doesn't really make sense, the suggestion. So I get why anyone would disagree, but I actually think AO was spot on with his instinctual response last night, which is, I don't think Cole should be on TV right now. And I, I know that sounds insane, but I think it actually hurts more than it helps, you know? I would try and shoot some stuff with him that, like, I don't know, man. It's not his fault he's injured. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying, like, watching the top, the leader of a heel faction get wheeled out to the ring and, like, it's just it, – I don't think it's helping anyone, you know? It's a really tough dynamic. And the Kingdom and Roddy, God bless them. I like all of them as talents. Obviously, Roddy's one of my favorites, but they – they were goofs on that show. Just because they were revealed as part of the, the ruse doesn't mean that people forget that stuff. Like it's, it's just, cool. there's a lot of it is like self inflicted you know, kind of self-inflicted wounds, but there's also obviously you said some of the luck is like brutal, especially this Wardlow thing. So yeah, I don't know what the quick fix is there. Alien love 999. Appreciate you. Mercedes in AEW is important solely because there just aren't any big female free agents to make the fans challenge Tony as a bucket in a tangible way. I hope it helps. I hope it helps the industry as a whole. But yeah, that's been a big thing that we've said for a while, or ever since any sort of possibility of Mercedes going to AEW was thing, which goes back a long, long time now, you know. Um, it's like if he, if Tony Khan and, uh, you know, AEW creative are bringing in Mercedes, they have to treat the division a certain way and maintain it at a certain level, um, which obviously is a positive of her coming in and then potentially taking the baton and, running with it, you know, and taking the ball and running with it and taking the division to new heights and all this sort of sort of stuff. When you've got a style like Mercedes Monet, the possibility of women main event in a pay per view becomes a lot more realistic. Um and there's multiple other things that you can do, you know, like even yeah. just a even just a speculation and heavily hinting that they're potentially booking the T D garden with the sell of her being there, you know, potentially being there is already huge. You know what I mean? Like how often has that been done? Like, you know, a, a woman being placed in a position to be the main ticket seller of a wrestling show, you know, yeah, especially I, one of the top two. So, I love the point about the industry as a whole too, because now any talent, any female talent that wants to go to AEW, I was looking at AEW as an option. Mercedes like brings up, she, she changes the way it appears now, right? Because now, Say you're a, a big player in the WWE Women's Division, but you're not content for whatever reason, schedule, money, push, whatever. Now, you're not just going over to AEW and hoping for the best. You now have a match set, right? Anyone is a, is a match of note against Mercedes. Like, so it's definitely a, it's a game changer. It's the kind of piece that just singularly, any talent who's, who's thinking about that move, now there's something there. There's like an immediate kind of thing to shoot for because yeah. it's a big one. And... Uh, yeah, that's that's a game changer, absolutely. I like the point a lot. Yeah, man. And on that note, people, we're going to get out of here. So appreciate you guys for tuning in for the past just over 90 minutes with us. Uh, quite a few things to try and navigate a few news. So I know it was kind of heavy at the start, especially, of course, that's just the way it is with this lawsuit at the moment. So I don't think it's going to be slowing down anytime soon. It's already been, it's only been like one week in a day. You know, it came out last Thursday, the lawsuit did. And uh, there's already been all kinds of twists and turns, you know, uh, federal investigation. John Laurinaitis has seemingly turned on Vince McMahon. He's claiming he's a victim. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H have both spoke, been asked publicly about it, and their responses have varied very much so, and all the different reports and stuff like that in between. So a lot to keep up with, but we try our best. 
you know. I uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. Please do make sure you do that. I appreciated all the people who left comments on the video as well, especially the ones who were just like, here you go, Montel. You know, it's just like, <laughs> so do that again, you know, leave comments. Remember, don't do it in a live chat after the stream goes down. You need to click onto the different tab to leave a comment. So much appreciated always to the comments. Like I already said, like, subscribe, appreciate the super chats, appreciate you guys for tuning in. And we'll be back Friday, tomorrow, I think, for a collision watch along. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned to the Recipe page and we'll keep you updated. Peace.